Hello and welcome to the Buffs Fave 5, a mini show where we make a list and count it down from 5 to 1. This week we're ranking the top 5 films of writer-director Christopher Nolan, one of our favorites here at the Buffs. I'm your host, Cisco from Misfit Minded. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Misfit underscore Minded and at my website at MisfitMinded.com. If you'd like a complete list, that's where you would go to find a ranking of all 12 of Christopher Nolan's films. But for right now, we're going with his top five. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Coming in at number five, we have The Prestige. This has been one of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies for a long time, hence why it's in my top five. If you don't know what it's about, you have Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale as two dueling magicians who basically make it their life mission to sabotage one another. Christian Bale plays Alfred Borden to Hugh Jackman's Robert Angier. And the two work together until one day they do a magic trick, it goes wrong, and Angier's wife ends up dying as a result. She was supposed to go into this water tank with her hands bound and then, you know, untie them, like very Houdini trick. And uh, it's unclear whether Alfred Borden, Christian Bale's character, tied too complex of a knot or if it was just purely an accident. Uh, we never get that answer, just like Christopher Nolan's other movies. He never gives clear-cut answers, and so the whole movie, we're kind of unsure of who to follow. Um, I would say at first, probably uh, Hugh Jackman's character, because he's grieving, and you want to see him kind of come back up, but that kind of switches uh, back and forth throughout the movie, which is what I like about it, that you're not sure who to root for at any given time. I like the that it's a period piece, like it's in the 1800s, so still kind of on, on the brink of emerging technology about obsession you know these two magicians that just cannot let go and be happy even though they have an opportunity to do so so um, a lot of the things that nolan will be known for moving forward in his career are present here coming in at number four we have dunkirk this is a relatively recent christopher nolan movie coming out in 2017 and one that took kind of a while for me to really appreciate this was not in my top five last time I did a Nolan ranking, that's for sure. I remember seeing in the theater and being kind of underwhelmed by it, if I'm being honest. You know, not not in terms of the spectacle. You know, Nolan obviously has an eye for that. But just in that, there's not really a lot of characters in it. You don't get to know a lot of people. There's not a lot of dialogue. So this could have been easily like a silent movie because it's all action. You're watching everything through our main character's eyes played by Fionn Whitehead. This is his first movie, and I think he does a great job, along with the rest of the cast. Kenneth Branagh, Mark Rylance, Tom Hardy. You're getting three different perspectives, you know, the air, the ground, and the sea, so it's not too complex like some of Nolan's other movies. That's one of the complaints that he gets. I think this is relatively easy to understand, and definitely, like, with rewatches, it gets better for me every time I watch it, so... I think it's an incredible story, too, that I didn't really know about. It's rare to see a British World War II story. You don't get to see a lot of those, especially here in America. So I like that. And I, I like how it's not a battle movie. You know, it's not you're not seeing war scenes. Uh, you're seeing, you know, bombings and stuff like that. Um, it, but it's more survival. You know, these these soldiers are waiting to get rescued. Yeah, I think it's really well done. And it's a Christopher Nolan movie that kind of stands out because it is so different. Um, from his other movies you know you have the time jumping the non-linear narrative but 
at the same time, this is just a powerful war story that you can tell that Nolan was moved by, and I think it's one of his most moving movies for sure. Coming in at number three is a pick I know that's going to piss a lot of people off, but it's in my top three, guys. Like, So calm down in the comments if this is your number one, but it's The Dark Knight. Uh, this is number three for me. There's two more that I like better. I still think The Dark Knight is great. I was one of those kids in 2008 in the theater, saw it twice that summer, thought it was amazing, blew me away from the opening bank robbery heist, one of the best openings to any movie ever, I think. The cast is fantastic. Aaron Eckhart um, is Harvey Dent, uh, you know, the DA of Gotham, who we know, you know, comic book readers know, will eventually turn into Two-Face. You have Maggie Gyllenhaal stepping into the role of Rachel for Katie Holmes, which, you know, no offense to Katie Holmes, but she was not right for that part. Definitely upgrade there. Michael Caine comes back as Alfred. Lucius Fox comes back. Uh, Morgan Freeman's character. And then, of course, Christian Bale as Batman. And then, you know, you have to talk about Heath Ledger as the Joker. He's the best Joker that we've ever gotten. There's been some other great Jokers, but I just think no one has been as terrifying, as unpredictable as he was. I mean, he really was a terrorist for Gotham, you know, terrorizing not only Batman, but just the mob, the villains of Gotham. You know, this really was just a guy with no motive. He just wanted to watch the world burn, like Alfred says, and set Gotham on fire. And, you know, he, he pretty much succeeds. You know, if, if Heath Ledger hadn't passed away, we probably would have seen more of Joker in the third one, um, most definitely. So, yeah, I think it's just a fantastic movie. After this, there was no denying the superhero movies were art, and they could be good movies that could win Oscars. And so, you know, this kicked off, along with Iron Man, the superhero wave that we're still in. I mean, it's we're in the downswing, I guess, but again, you just couldn't deny Dark Knight's influence. It's one of the most influential movies of all time. Coming in at number two, we have Inception. I know this movie has like a ton of memes and it's easy to make fun of, but I still really love Inception. You know, the concept of people that can rob your ideas, your darkest secrets and your dreams. Again, so simple, but so elegant, something only Nolan could think of. And then kind of reversing that idea and then saying that you can plant an idea in someone's mind, which they attempt to do in this thought was even cooler they have another impressive cast in this one ken watanabe tom hardy elliot page they're all here they're all fantastic this thing just never stops like once the plot gets going it's just like all action all chasing there's dreams within dreams and i feel like you know this movie gets a lot of shit for just all the exposition in it but I think it's really helpful to understanding what is going on. You know, some other Christopher Nolan movies, they just let you figure it out for yourself. And, you know, maybe I'm stupid, but I do kind of need some rules sometimes. So, um, you know, having said that, like, you can still debate stuff like the ending. If Cobb is still dreaming, don't really think it matters. I think it's just a really good movie that gets resolved. Our protagonist gets what he originally wanted in the first place. Whether you think it's real or not doesn't really fucking matter. And the action is is cool as hell. You got the winter compound scene straight out of a James Bond movie. You got the zero gravity fight. You got the shootouts, you know, where Tom Hardy has the grenade launcher. I mean, it's just so much fun. So imaginative. I just could always put on this movie. It's just it's so rewatchable. And um, 
just blends the ideas of that Christopher Nolan has and action and big blockbuster filmmaking in a way that just is so rare, um, so visionary. So that's why Inception is my number two. And coming in at number one, it's going to be Memento. Speaking of rewatchability, I mean, this movie just holds up every goddamn time I watch it. It's so good. It's so good to watch the subtle nuances and the performances. You know, Guy Pierce as Leonard, as this amnesiac who has memory loss. He can't make new memories, so he always has to write things down. Uh, again, another great concept for a movie. And then to have this narrative go backwards. So you as the viewer are just like Leonard is. You're not seeing new memories happen as you're watching the movie. You're having to go backwards. This is just Christopher Nolan at his best, I think, in terms of marrying concept and uh, final product. I just think it just holds up so well. Carrie Ann Moss and Joe Pantoliano um, as the supporting characters in this. I, I love them both. You know, Carrie Ann Moss has been called a femme fatale, but the more I watch the movie, again, you have to go backwards. You know, I really think that she's trying to help Leonard. Same thing with Joe Pantoliano. You know, they they both definitely are lying to him at certain points for their own benefit. But, you know, Lenny, Leonard is just an unreliable narrator. And you see all these things during the movie that Leonard is is doing that, you know, is he lying? Is he lying to himself? Is he lying to us? You know, I don't know. Like, again, you have to kind of decide to yourself what goes on in this movie. And, and that's what I love about it. This is what broke through like Christopher Nolan to the mainstream. It's, you know, a low budget independent movie, but the idea is just so brilliant. He's done things that are like this, you know, in, in the movies he would make afterwards. But I just think like the way that he made this movie and conceived of it. It's still to this day is is my favorite Nolan just because this was such a revolutionary movie, you know, pushing pushing the medium forward, uh, which Nolan always tries to do. What can we do with film that we can't do with other types of art? And Memento is one of those movies that I can always point to and be like, there is no other movie like this. And it's a one of one. And it's my number one. All right, guys, that's my list. And I'm sticking to it. Follow me on the show at We Stay Buff on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Misfit underscore Minded. And at my website at MisfitMinded.com. Like I said, I have the full list on there if you'd like to see the bottom six movies and where they rank for me. Definitely recommend you go there and check that out. So thank you for watching and thanks for listening to The Buffs. Day five. Stay buff.